This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys. They explore the big and hairy issues that are in and around our community. This show is intended for an adult audience. It contains sex, drug references, adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to The Cubby House. My name is Dean Beck. And I'm Ray here. And uh, believe it or not, tonight is the 100th edition of The Famous Cubby House. On February the 4th, 2013, we celebrate 100 episodes of a show that has driven most people mad for quite some time. A big thanks to Amy for Kiss My Arts and... uh, as it is the 100th show, we've got a few surprises up our sleeve just for you. Now, we do have two guests in our studio tonight. But we're not telling you who they are. They are currently bound and ball-gagged, so they cannot announce who they are. But you may or may not know of them. They are pillars of the local community, both the bear community and the wider gay community. They're known for their efforts in both communication and other talents. Now, when Ray says they're pillars, what he means is they're stiff as a rock. Now, the Cubby House uh, will explore the earlier years and what they got up to back Back then, I think it was all about podcasting, but we'll find out. Then we'll look on and discuss their achievements and what's happened through the Cubby House. Then we're minding our blanks, which is a little bit of a game show, um, which I'm actually looking forward to because it's a bit of fun. We'll enjoy that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then following that, we'll venture into Dean's pig pen and see what we can uncover. So I will apologise in advance for that. Then following that, it's all about pussy here on the Cubby House. And uh, we will bring you lots of furry muff, I can guarantee it. Now tonight's topic for discussion, Ray. Tonight on the Cubby House, we're asking you, what is it that makes the Cubby House special for you? We would love to hear from you. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. Let us know what it is that makes The Cubby House special for you. Coming up very shortly, we will be revealing just who our special guests are on the show. You are with Dean Beck and Raymond Lee. This is The Cubby House on Joy 94.9. No, I can le- still lean back but it tilts to an angle. It's like all porn, you do the cum scene first before we do the rest of the action. Is that how they do it? Yeah. Wow. You talk to somebody who's actually re- who's actually photographed a pornography shoot. I so did not know that. I just... Wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Awkward. This podcast was brought to you today by the word context. <laughs> Starting the letter C. <laughs> See, it's for context. It's good enough for me. 
The author of the light brown hair. Who would have thought that a personal lubricant would actually end up saving us from a hole of indefinite depth and zero pressure? Infinite. <laughs> can you say infinite? I know that you can. Oh, no. Because it's so hot in here. It's so hot in here. Yes, it's so hot in here right now. Sounds hot. No change. It's all right. I'll play with it another time. Who says there's a taint? Yes, but that's only from long-term exposure. You are listening to the 100th edition of The Cubby House. Dean Beck and Raymond Lee are your hosts, and it's time for our special guests. Yes, uh, we've got two people in the studio here, bound and gagged, waiting their moment. Uh, it's about now, time we pulled out those gags. Mm. Uh, do you want to go near them? Because one of, one of them's fighting it, and the other one seems to be just relaxing and enjoying Chewing it. Chewing on it, I think. <laughs> it's a little bit disturbing. Well, our guests for tonight, you may well very well know them, Mr. Kevin Reader and Cookie from the Cubby House Project. Yay! Thank you. Happy uh, 100th. Happy episode 100. It's a little bit special. What I are, can't believe we actually bloody made it. What happened honest. to the ranger? He sort of got chopped off. And You see that head it. mounted on the wall? Ah, uh, yes. There you the go. The one that we throw balls at. Well, <laughs> well balls drop out of it, but... <laughs> so, 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 starting off here, look, this isn't your first time on the radio, is it? Well, clearly we've done 100 shows. Well, no, no, no. Let's rephrase that. It's going well so far. I've done 100 shows. You just tacked on about the 30 mark. Yeah, someone had to come and make it good. <laughs> so we'd like the, the listeners actually to get to know a little bit more about you rather than just hearing what you've got to say about others. So we'd like to hear from you about, you know, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. First. Uh, well, I grew up pretty much where the show was recorded, only a couple of suburbs away, in the, the Outer West. Outer West is where the show is kind of developed as well. So. Of Melbourne? Of Melbourne, yes. So you're a Melbourne born and bred? Oh, of course. That explains the weird flavour. Says you. And Kevin? I'm originally or born... smell. Yeah, oh, yeah go on. No, 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 sorry. I am South African. I was born in Cape Town. I'm sorry. Oi! <laughs> so you're so you're actually new, a new Australian, so to speak. Uh, I came over when I was fifteen. I'm turning twenty nine next week, um, Jeez, and yeah. yeah, I'm nearly here for as long as I was South African. So I, I, I can't actually claim to be South African in a year's time. Um, now, can I ask? Are, are you a citizen? Um, I am. Yes. Lovely. Proudly. So, proudly. That's good to hear. Now, what we want to know is, obviously, this is a gay radio station. Surprise. For those of you who aren't who are new to here, yes, it is. Um, when you were younger, when did you start noticing that you're more attracted to the less feminine type, the is ones that, with hair? <laughs> is that during my childhood or after? Well, at what point? Um, I would say about the age of twelve, while I was a child, as opposed to the twelve-year-old adult, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, all well, the games of kiss tiggy were completely different for me. Um, but then I came out <laughs> <laughs> as seventeen at the age of seventeen. Were you still playing kiss tiggy then? Uh, no, I'd been pushed back in the closet well and truly by back then. He wasn't spinning the bottle, he was sitting on it. <laughs> well, that oh. bottle was gone. That's all we're saying. <laughs> and, and yourself, Kevin? Um, I was nine years old and I found out I was gay at the exact same time that I found out it was wrong. I was nine years old and I was sitting in the lunchroom at um, an after-school care. Someone made a gay joke and I realised, oh, I'm gay and oh, I need to hide it. That's pretty had, full on. Yeah, I had a second coming out, which was about four years ago, when I found out I was a bear. And that was much more enjoyable. I describe yes. my penchant for certain things a little bit like a second coming out, too. I got a tattoo when I got mine. What did you do? Got laid. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> well, did either of you have a big coming out? Um, 
No, I just think I had a, a really awesome coming out to one of my dad's best mates who, at the time, we knew to be homophobic. It was the whole... <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, you know how you cut the cake and kiss the nearest girl? Well, I kissed the nearest boy and nobody actually told him. <laughs> and how long did you kiss before he realised? Well, he realised instantly, but it was more the awkward situation. When he saw me again, he went to give me a hug and I'm like, uh, thank you, but no. That's what happens when you use tongue at a family event. <laughs> and yourself, Kevin, was there a big coming out? Uh, again, not the most enjoyable experience. My stepmother read my journal and outed me for my entire family, and I was kicked out of house about a week later. Now, uh, now that is pretty unfortunate, uh, not to make light of it. Um, has the situation become any better with your family? It made me an incredibly independent person very young. Answer the question. <laughs> it made me an incredibly independent person when I was very young. Moving on. Okay, then. So then... What did um, finding the bear scene mean to you both? Uh, it, it was more a case of having the label apply to something because I was identified as a bear before I identified as a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more a case of getting to know the community and then realising maybe I actually do fit in here more than I ever thought. For me, it was a breaking of stereotypes. Um, up until then, a lot of what I thought of as gay was incredibly flamboyant, incredibly feminine. And finding the bear scene... It was a bit of a breakthrough. There were masculine guys, and that was what I wanted. I was a man, and I wanted a man. So it was very, very liberating. We will come back very shortly and find out more about these two gentlemen's penchant for Harry Cock. You are on The Cubby House on Joy 94.9. Porn, porn, and more porn. Porn, porn, porn. Is the internet just for porn? Gotta love that. Dictation, dictation, dictation. That's got nothing to do with vocalisation. See your carnage. No, now you just sound like a pansy. Exactly. Oh, that's not fair, Jack. I like to disco. I left my heart in San Francisco. I identify as a grizzly. Grizzly. I'm the red panda. Actually, the only good ranger is a dead ranger. <laughs> no. no, I will disagree with that. Even dead rangers are a problem. Oh, it's so cute. The ranger thinks he's people. Apparently, they have bigger penises. Uh, you are with Raymond Lee and Dean Beck on the 100th edition of The Cubby House. It's a little bit special. It's a little bit something. Uh, Cookie and Kevin are our special guests. They are your normal normal (laughs) regular regular hosts of the cubby house now we're going to look a little bit back now towards the origin of the cubby house back into ye oldie time of 2008 when the when the cubby house started in the dungeon studios in west west melbourne now cookie can you tell us how the original team who it was and how they came together um well you just heard the voice of uh, jack being (laughs) considered the red panda it was actually his brainchild uh way back when when he first came into the bear scene and wanted to contribute and uh, he'd only just started or finished the uh, the taste of radio course and uh wanted to contribute back to the community and he got in touch with both myself and another guy who you heard before earlier in the show ryan miller um and he contacted us and we basically got involved in making a show he did something that's actually very rare and that is to go from podcast to radio a lot of people try it well but don't actually succeed it does take a lot of skill very true very true and it was more a case of um our time constraints at the time we couldn't commit to a a regular commitment weekly to come in and do the show so you could barely commit to a root love (laughs) he walks out of one night stands (laughs) only one (laughs) um but yeah it was a a case of we 
decided to go podcast because I'd had some of the equipment at the time and it actually forced me to get the rest of it. And uh, because I had the equipment at my place, it made it both portable and easy for us to it's catch It's a good up. training ground too. Oh, it is. And what was the original aim of the show? What were you What were you wanting to do? It was basically a show by bears, for bears, about bears. That was the initial kind of view of how we wanted to approach this because at the time... That's a pretty hairy topic. I know. there was Especially uh, when you've got four bears involved. Yes, well, it was a big uh, task at the time because there wasn't really anything about bears at the time, and it was a, a sub-community that hadn't been approached and re- represented. Now, 2010 was a big year of change for you. First off, uh, Ryan moved on, and then the studios moved further out west. Now, did these changes start to have an impact on the show? Uh, it definitely did, mainly because I was moving. It was The Dungeon Studios was uh, essentially my uh, computer room. Well, there goes that illusion, folks. Well, it was my computer room. Trust me, that's still the dungeon. (laughs) Because it has a a sling in it still. Um, But because I was moving, there was time constraints and able to get out to the place because it was a bit harder to get to. And uh, it got to the point where we kind of felt we still needed a third person to balance out the conversation. And at this point, you acquired a new host. <laughs> and a a very dulcer-voiced Kevin. <laughs> well, now, Ke- I think our it? first show was actually all about your move. Yes, pretty much. Because that was riveting. Now, was. when you came on board, Kevin, did you review a lot of the earlier shows? I had actually been listening sporadically to episodes. Probably best. Uh, well, I didn't want to be I didn't want to step into anyone's shoes I didn't want to try and be the replacement anyone so I came on with my own sort of style I was actually very quiet to start off with you wouldn't know that now would you and then at this point shortly afterwards you did approach Joy 94.9 who welcomed you with their open arms Uh, now had you, had, had you yourself had much live experience, either of you? Mm. Uh, I had. I had done a course with Joy uh, to start my radio experience. Cookie, can I ask why you wanted a professional prick on board with this? A what? Professional prick I on board I think he's talking about this. himself. I'm talking about Kevin. Because oh. he's such an <laughs> asshole to you. He really is such a prick to you. Well, it was just more the convenience. For some reason, right. I had to adopt him because... You he, needed he, someone only, only retentive and Kevin was here. Yeah, he, he Well, the scripts house, wouldn't so. have happened without me. <laughs> But no, I'd, I'd done a Generation Next, which was a, the youth-based show uh, back when they started in uh, 2004, I think they reinvented that show. Um, and I did that for three years and then did a, another music show called uh, Damage Control for a couple of seasons. And you broke it? Um, well, no, it broke me. I needed a break from radio as well. And yourself, Kevin? Um, I started podcasting very innocently, innocently I say. Um, and then when they went to live radio, I got wrangled in and thought, hey, this will be fun fun and it's been a non-stop ride of joy literally (laughs) we are asking the question what is it that makes the cubby house special for you get in contact us with us we would love to hear from you join us on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash the cubby house you can also search us on twitter and you'll find us there too uh, what uh, achievements have you boys uh, been up to uh, in this time that you've been on air? Forget your podcasting history. What, what are your achievements? Over the last hundred episodes, you've had a good range of guests. Are any of them that really stand out for you? My favourite guest up until this point, uh, sadly not. It was a close, close tie, but we can get you in where everyone in here. Yeah. Oh, I've heard um, that a lot about it, him. It's furniture, not guest. Yeah. Um, it would be Buck Angel. Yes. Good interview. He was amazing. And For those that missed, 
Um, he is catch the podcast. Yeah, what's <laughs> the podcast? You'll have to listen back. I don't know the exact number, Cookie. Do you know the number off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, I'm afraid. Well, you'll have to do some homework, people. About Twelve months just, ago, uh, roughly. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing interview. It challenged a lot of what I knew about him. And to be honest, a lot of the best stuff was actually not in the podcast. So. Uh, <laughs> tough luck but listen to the podcast it is still really great stuff from memory we got him on to talk about uh trans issues and if females could identify as bears correct look up that particular topic um i have to admit being the panel operator quite often uh dean strangely enough you were my most interesting because you were the hardest to uh, maintain in a fluent fluent conversation flow no. you just no you just do your own thing no you, uh, listen i need to inform you there have never been two people that are more scripted more to the last second than these two and i have already been pre-warned. are you talking anal retentive uh, that doesn't come close i have already been warned if we go over time that's it it's all over so is I'm that why Kevin's sitting next to the Besides, powerpoint he's, he's really easy to wrangle all you have to do is give him red satin gloves and he's fine <laughs> You are listening to the Cubby House 100th edition. Uh, we're trying to uh, discuss your achievements. Now, moving forward and ever onward. Please do. Um, are there other shows that you're particularly proud that you did? I have to actually say, prior to coming on the Joey lineup, um, we'd actually organised three debates, which we held uh, the first two at the Laird and the second one at the, the, the Glass House as part of Midsummer. And um, it was just a very interesting dynamic to actually go out and do a, a comedy debate just to try and get a topic out and getting other people's voices involved in that sort of a, a conversation. And uh, from a technical perspective, I quite enjoyed setting up and packing up. <laughs> also, similarly, you also did another, you also worked in conjunction with Vic Bears with an open forum on mental health issues. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That was Are You OK Day. Um Bit of history with that one. I was actually stepping off the committee after a year of having been on there. Amazing time. Um, and we lost three bears to suicide. And I got really angry at myself because I was a leader in the community and we had done nothing for mental awareness in our community. So I stepped back onto the committee with a vengeance and said, we are doing something, one thing this year that is aimed at mental health. And through conversations with friends, Are You OK Day came up. Um, and we ended up having an open forum on mental health, and it was amazing. It has done some amazing things for the community. And is this something you, you want to do with the Cubby House in the future? Um, I believe Vic Bears will be doing it again this year, and I hope that we will get an invite. Hmm. You are listening to the 100th episode of the Cubby House. Raymond Lee and Dean Beck with you here on Joy 94.9. It is the 100th episode of The Cubby House with Raymond Lee and Dean Beck, our guests, your hosts normally. Who? Cookie and Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. And now it's time for Mind Your Blank, which apparently is a game. Please tell me we get to keep our clothes on. No, this is going to be fun. Right, so we've got a little example of what Mind Your Blank is all about. Now, what we will be doing is we'll be asking a few questions with a blank, and what we require is not necessarily the most correct or the most obvious answer, but the most stylish. I just want to, Cookie, don't say blank as your answer, right, love? Okay, cool. Okay. So a question might be typically like this. Rush around Rhonda was so late for Pride March, she forgot to pack her... Blank. You've got ten seconds. This is, just, this is an example. I know that, but come on. 
Now give us an example of an answer. I would go stick. She's got to pack her stick and... Itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. I know that was wrong, but I don't care. There right. is no wrong answer, Kevin. And in that case, I think Kevin, Kevin's answer would win. So let's move into our first question. I'm for keeping score. And yes, we have our lovely scorekeeper, Adriana Dean there. <laughs> and my, you look gorgeous tonight. Yeah, fuck off. I mean, you've yeah. got, the, you've now, got the rack for it. Thank you. That was an implant. And it's sort of gone a bit... They've sunk. Left but it's lovely. Center. Okay, question one. Horny Harry was in such a rush when he left the gay sauna, he had blank still on his face. Quick, Clay. Ten seconds. Two seconds. Oh, you both failed. No. Okay. No, I've got my answer. Well, have you written it down? Jim, Ray, Billy, Bob, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer, Cookie? Uh, just ten men randomly. <laughs> At least I named them. <laughs> well, you do remember their names. It's quite polite. Um, I'm giving that one to Kevin. <laughs> Yay! Okay, question two. Always being prepared, drag queen Laddie Blah Blah always kept blank in her meat purse. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Where devils fear to tread. Okay, this time we'll go to Cookie first. A rack of lamb. A rack of lamb and a meat person, Kevin? The symphony orchestra? Oh. I think Cookie gets that. I think we'll get that one to Cookie there. <laughs> Question three. Poor Pauline the lesbian was fired from the bakery because she was caught with her fingers in the blank. Finger licking good, baby. Mm-hmm. You okay. are having way too much fun with this team. <laughs> this time we're going to go to Kevin first. Oh, I don't know. Bacon grease. She had her caught with her fingers in the bacon grease. Cookie? Chicken wing. She had her finger in the chicken wing. How do you get a finger, a whole finger in the chicken wing? It's I'm like assuming it's becomes fingers. finger puppets. No, I'm going to give that to Cookie. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm bacon grease was one. a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, and the last question. Oh. The last question is Big Gay Gary, the greengrocer, was well known for his huge blank. Oh my god, is that really? <gasps> yes, you may gasp. Big hands, apparently, yes. Okay, and we're back. Cookie. Uh, he's Big Selection. He's Big Selection. And Kevin? Aubergine. Ooh. I think Cookie wins 3-1 oh. <laughs> So our winner for tonight oh, is Cookie Thank Well done love you. I think you've done very well there Congratulations mm-hmm. You are listening to the 100th edition of the Cubby House <sighs> It's a little bit special Roman Lee and Dean Beck with you Cookie and Kevin are our guests Should I say this on radio? Do you like fish fingers custard? How are you going to have sex with someone that has a vagina? That ain't going to happen. Lick it like an ice cream. I'm not going there. <laughs> I have standards. Excellent. Take two fists and call me in the morning. I'm just holding on for the ride. Hey! Oh, I'm too tightly clenched for that. Vagina? <coughs> yes. I'm going to stab you now. Uh, not with my penis. <laughs> Damn. It's never with the penis. Can you make it sound masculine? Hey, why can't I hear myself? You just got your cough button on. <laughs> Where the initial concept were learnt from, our English are very good. Also, be warned, 
Even in chibi form, I'm scowling. <laughs> Yawn. Bark. The immortal words of evil Willow. Bored now. <laughs> and here we are, Cubby House on 94.9 Joy. Now, we've got a little empty corner in the room at the moment that was typically uh, used for the kink corner, but it's currently being renovated. We've put up the new sty, and it's time for Dean's Pig Pen. It is indeed, and I thought, uh, seeing this is the first, only, and uh, forever and a day, the last edition of Dean's Pig Pen, um, I thought uh, we'd talk about the subject that nobody else talks about. That way, if uh, they pull the cubby house off air forever and a day... um, I won't be responsible. So we're going to talk about douching, actually. And it is one of those things that people, uh, you know, avoid uh, talking about, probably because, you know, at the end of the day, it can be a little messy and a little smelly. But ultimately, uh, if you're going to have anal sex, it is uh, something that you really must do and do well, because as we all know, there is absolutely nothing more um, awkward than a... It's just courtesy. Well, it is common courtesy. It is common courtesy indeed. And I've written quite extensively on this in the past. And I do say, in regards to the courtesy issue, the number one rule when it comes to douching is that you leave the bathroom in a cleaner state than when you found it, no matter where you are or what you've been doing. You make sure that you have cleaned the bathroom and left it in a state that is more clean than when you've got there. Now, now, God, you are a gay man. You are a gay man. You're, you're talking no, about douching and the most important thing you're talking courtesy. about is cleaning the bathroom. Is this, is, what level of clean are we talking about? Are we talking about just making sure there's not chunks in the drain or are we talking to make sure that there's like colognes are listed alphabetically? No, the colognes can stay unless you've splashed up against them. But what um, you do need to do is, uh, of course, remove any chunks and or um, uh, residue. But um, douching really starts with diet, of course. Now, um, I am a huge advocate of psyllium. Now, psyllium is an amazing product. Um, There is a product brand name called Metamucil, but don't buy it. There are other brands, of course. Because, frankly, it is psyllium with orange flavouring and at about 24,000 times the price. So why would you? Now, now, psyllium, given that it's so useful in this sort of regard... Mix it with orange juice. Is it available? Where where would I find it? The local sex shop? No. Well, you'd have a very progressive sex shop if you did. But um, you will find it in the health section of your local supermarket, no matter what uh, type of... Oh, it's down the back. That's what that old lady from next door was getting. Ray, not funny. Um, it's next to the brand, you know, the, the... Anyway, psyllium's really good. And you have a heap tablespoon with a large glass of fluid. And you need to have a large glass of fluid because if you don't have enough fluid with the product, what happens is it will bung you up rather than help flush you out. Now, psyllium is an extraordinary product because what it does is coat the inside of your intestine and everything slips out and you will go through half the amount of toilet paper you ever did before, I can guarantee it. That's charming. It's basically seeds that the body's unable to digest, so it just literally travels through the system. It's effectively, to picture it, for a mental picture, it's like a bulldozer through your colon. No, No. I think it's a bit more than that. No, that's laxatives. Um, Psyllium (laughs) is more like um, a lubricant for your colon. And what it does is um, create a a gel-like substance that coats the uh, colon. Well, you know how... um, Silicon pans. Is it silicon pans? 
Yes, I'm um, not sure te- where you're sorry, going te- with Teflon this. pants. Um, Teflon pants. Teflon pants. It's yes. coating, coating the, your insides like it's Teflon. It's the Teflon for your it's bowels. It's the Teflon for your bowels. And it has been proven to assist with colon cancer in preventing it. So well, it is in the health it. food aisle, so I'd expect there would be yeah, some no, health benefit. Sit down, get it up here. Now, the other thing that we need to talk about is um, douching equipment. Don't bother with those bloody pump things and those, those drip feed things. Honestly, if you're going to get serious about it go mains pressure and um hook yourself up to the local fire hydrant um or you know get one of those attachments for your shower rows because frankly they are much better and you can regulate the flow much better now my question is for our novice douches out there who Mm. may not have done this before Mm. what what would you suggest to them I mean, take your time. There is no rush for this. And if you're going to do it properly, whatever you do, don't rush it. Um, And give yourself some time out. Maximise it 10, 15 minutes at a time. Have a rest. Go for a walk. Do the dishes. Water the garden. Read a book. Read a book. Come back and have another go. And you'll find things have moved in that time. Going for a walk particularly because as you're moving around, it moves things and Around. even uh, lie down on the lounge room floor and watch TV for five minutes. Get up, um, do a few push-ups, and then oh, I'll tell you what, well, things will move by then. Now that you now that you're saying about like loading up and then going for a walk, it now explains power walking to me. Yeah, but don't go too oh. far because in case of emergency, you do not want to be too far away from a toilet. Now, I really haven't achieved much with this discussion on douching, but I hope but you've learned I'm, one thing. Do you have further reading that people can do? or Yes, they can come along to one of my free seminars at I knew, Manhouse. I knew, I knew you can go to manhouse.com.au for more information about that and learn how to take a fist. You are with Raymond Lee and Dean Beck. This is Hide and Seek. No, it's not. It's the Cubby House. Oh, 100. Not just did it's it a little bit special. <laughs> The 100th episode. Now, the discussion topic for tonight, to remind you all, is what is it that makes the Cubby House special for you? We would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook forward slash The Cubby House. Now, Kevin, we have something very special, mister, just for you, I am told. I hope you enjoy this. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, pussycat? And now I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Jason Buttergig from the West Footscray and St. Albans Veterinary Clinic. Hey, how you going? We're good, and thank you for joining us. No worries. Now, we've asked you on tonight because uh, one of our guests tonight, Kevin, has had two recent additions to his family, Rupert Giles and Zatharis. Yes, I heard about these two little little monsters. (laughs) I also hear that you've had an addition to your family recently. I have. I've got a new little kitten. His name's Fiero. Now, he's not a normal kitten, is he? Well, every kitten is special in its own way, but, but I've, he is an Aussie cat, which is a, a breed that's a young breed, about 40 years old. They were originally a cross between Abyssinian and Siamese, and he's a spotty cat, so he looks like a little ocelot. W- were they doing something inappropriate together? Yes, I think they were, they were caught behind the uh, shelter shed at school, and yes. <laughs> now, what sort of dietary requirements are there for young cats? Generally, um, it's good to feed them a, a food that's specifically made for kittens, and the reason uh, is that they have a much higher protein and fat and calcium requirement uh, compared to adult cats. So if they're not getting enough calcium, then they can potentially have quite soft bones and lead to you know, uh, abnormalities or, or breakages when they're young. Are there any treats that are allowed? Sure, pretty much. If, you, if you're doing treats, then it's not as a normal part of their diet. It's really just for training purposes. 
you know, positive reinforcement, that sort of thing. So, you know, bits of chicken or I actually give Fiero these little milky drop treat things that actually have added calcium in them, so they're beneficial as well. So, yeah, there's lots of cat treats out there. Now, trying to keep our kitten healthy, what sort of vaccination program should we be looking at? So kittens require a vaccination between six and eight weeks and then another one between 12 and 14 and then another one between 16 and 18 weeks. We're vaccinating against uh, feline enteritis and cat flu. Um, There is also now a vaccine for FIV, which is the kitty version of HIV, which is spread by, by cats fighting. So if your cat's not an inside cat and does go outside, it's definitely worth vaccinating for FIV. And one of the other dreaded words, worms. Yes, they can be nasty little things. Thankfully, these days, you know, most pets uh, in suburbia are are very well wormed. So we very rarely actually see clinical problems with worms, but it's good to to keep up with worming, especially in young animals, because their immune system is not quite as good, so they don't fight them off. So, yeah, we recommend worming from, you know, 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks of age, and then uh, every month till they're 6 months of age. And now there's there's also the topic that no man wants to talk about. Desexing. It's really important. Uh, unless you, if you've never smelt what male cat urine smells like, undesexed male cat urine smells like. Well, it's not um, at a cologne easily available. It's pretty disgusting. So if, you, if you've got a male cat and you don't get him desexed, you better get used to that smell because you're going to have it everywhere. And if you get them desexed, you know, five or six months of age, then you'll essentially you stop that spraying. And for females, it's, it's really just so that they don't have kittens and it prevents uh, mammary cancers and infections in their uterus. Also, now before we let go, is there anything further we should know about our kittens? It's a really good idea to have them microchipped as well. I mean, some councils it's actually uh, compulsory, but even if it wasn't compulsory, I'd strongly recommend it. It's the best form of identification and uh, at least gives them a fighting chance if they get lost of coming back to you. Jason, thank you very much for your time and best of luck with Fiero. Thank you very much. One hundredth episode of the Cubby House here on Joy ninety four point nine. Kevin, you don't need a man; you got a pussy. You can hear that. I can hear it. I'm hearing voices. Jack, you can finally hear it. It's yeah. impressive. He's in my Doctor Who breaking its paradigm. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dubbing you Doctor What. <laughs> it's going to be Doctor Dot Dot Dot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, Saudi Arabia. Saudi. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Like a... Saudi. It's not a thought. Like, you don't <laughs> run it with a thought or anything like that. You better not be recording. <laughs> he was. He was. Cookie, hmm? are you recording? We have a yellow bus outside for you. For the next person who has to use that mic, please feel free to use one of our lovely love wipes. Blah, 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 blah. Probably the most intelligent thing I've said all season. Oh, not even close. Big things and small things are good. My soul has been... You have a soul? When did you implant that? Who did you steal that off, Jack? I got a soul when I stopped being a ranger and became blonde. Yes, but that's according to Jack's music taste. Again, I don't really hear him complaining. Apparently your music's now going to become an aphrodisiac as well. I had a sentence and then it trailed off. You mean without his mouth being prior full? What are our closing comments, Jack? What did we learn? I'm from New Zealand. 
You are listening to the 100th episode of The Cubby House with Dean Beck and Raymond Lee. It's uh, a little bit special. It is more than that. Did I really say those things? We've had some uh, yes. We've had some people listening, which is really lovely. Um, we've uh, had some feedback, Ray. Indeed we have. Uh, we've heard from Mason in Preston. Good evening, Mason. Good no, to hear no, from you. Is. Mason's a long-time fan of the show and a past guest. Yes. Uh, and, and Mason has said... Survived. Uh, well done. Well done. Uh, Mason has said it. The boys who host are my favourite part. Aww. We love you too, Mason. We've also heard from the Q Radio Bear team in Canberra, who said happy 100th show from Ben, Simon and Alex. Thank you very Clearly much. not on air as we speak. Uh, they're on Thursday nights, I believe. Right, okay. And also on Twitter, uh, we've also heard from Bayaran Ursus. Now, where's now? I believe Bayaran is one of your regular listeners. Where's yes, and I mispronounced his name last week on from uh, oh, to, to, to yeah. much every week I would have thought uh, Bayaran has said uh, the cute and adorable cubs of course oh, they are have you uploaded gosh. photos recently not that I know of have, have you got you up been, anything recently have you been sharing photos of me again cooking uh, no you should know I haven't gotten you in front of my camera for a long time <laughs> Kevin yeah. actually on that note you both are keen photographers I've noticed what is it about photography that you both love I kind of fell into it after you know going away and finding that I actually had a bit of a, a knack for it. And then uh, this one here, Kevin, actually, this is how I met Kevin originally. Um, At a porn uh, shoot, wasn't it? Almost, actually. <laughs> it was at the lead. And we were doing a few shoots and it was more a case of his partner at the time was a friend of mine and uh, brought him along and we've kind of been creative with our photography ever since. You mean you saw Kevin in a compromising position? Oh, no, is it bollocks? I don't think so. <laughs> Kevin, compromising, please. Yes, and, and yourself, Kevin. What what could, what's your um, passion in photography? Um, I went for. I, I always wanted to do design. I did a cert for multimedia course, um, and one of the girls that I was with had the weekend away planned, where we went to Aradale, which is an insane asylum in Ooh. Ararat, and we spent the entire weekend there and we were up until about four o'clock in the morning running around this abandoned insane asylum taking photos you and a woman no wonder you're no there were about 28 of us it was a team of all creative people photographers writers anyone who wanted to spend the weekend in this atmosphere wow um went there this didn't didn't affect you in any way uh no i was already crazy enough um and it, it it absolutely sparked me and i loved it you are listening to the 100th edition of The Cubby House. We'll be back to say goodbye very shortly. Dean Beck and Raymond, we lay with you on Joy 94.9. Kevin and Cookie are <laughs> our guests here on the 100th episode of their show, The Cubby House. We let them on. I know. How mad are they let us on more stupid. <laughs> True. Man, well. So, Dean, I don't think our guests have or our listeners have heard. What show do you actually run regularly on a Thursday? Sorry, D- Dean has a normal show, does he? Yeah, I don't think we've mentioned it enough on the show tonight. What is this show? I thought it's your first time on air. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you liar. You you run almost every show on. To think he kisses a man with those lips. Just Only one. his dick. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> in wrapping things up, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, shall who's shall we actually wrap these gentlemen up? Who's oh, digging the we? deeper pit here, I wonder? Oh. <laughs> uh, We're the ones that have to. Well, Cookie, if there's a pit, you'll be running around in it. Hey, we've got one <laughs> final little uh, outtake of you guys. Yes. Jack's having a 404 error. <laughs> he can't find his brain. Brain not found. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Jack? You don't have a brain? Yes. <laughs> You're still muted.
Yeah, I deserve it. Let's go with this, shall we? Hello, Clarice. (laughs) You've got mail. (laughs) And all that jazz. Right now, I think we're going to be cutting to a song which is all about Cookie's special indulgence, isn't it? What? No. Sort of. Maybe. (laughs) From Chef, perhaps. You're coming off a little bit. Hi, I'm Frank Walker from National Tiles. Give it a listen. Let's hear what it sounds like. What about that said sexy to you? (laughs) I think I mixed those up quite well this time. (laughs) You're with the Cubby House Project and the level of professionalism is skyrocketing. Finally. And we have uh, three minutes, two minutes to go before the end of the show. Um, Gentlemen, have we got a last word? Uh, What would you like to say to your listeners? Your last opportunity to get your word out. I'm really sorry for the last 100 episodes and I apologise in advance for the next 100. Is Cookie being sacked? I wasn't going to tell him, but yes. No, no. As if, as if I could do the show without him. Someone no, has to that's push through. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like without me, you just don't happen to have anything broadcasting you at all. Cookie, it's like this. From South Africa, he needs staff. It's very simple. Pretty much, yeah. Shh, don't tell him. Now I've got to pay him. And that's Cookie, right. any last words from you? Um, I'd like to thank everybody who's contributed over the last five years to the show. And uh, I welcome the next five years and more for everybody who's been part of and will be part of the show. Thank you. Raymond Lee, it's been a delight to work with you today. Thank you very much for joining this madness. Not as much as it's been a delight to witness your superbness. (laughs) Now we know he's lying. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie, Kevin, all the best for your next 100 shows, gentlemen. And uh, keep up the good work. It is invaluable to the Bear community and uh, a lovely addition to Joy 94.9. From here, it can only get more special. Very special. And just a quick shout out to both of you. Thank you for taking the time to come and run our show tonight and show us how it's done properly. It was was appreciated. There will be a heavily edited podcast available for download from Joy's website, joy.org.au. And of course, you can twit these guys at The Cubby House. Find them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. Coming up right next. Uh, right after this is the Vixen Hour with Christian here on Joy 94.9. Thank you all so much for listening. Till next time, my name's Dean Beck. And I'm Ray Lee. Till next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.